0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Order Number The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you, we get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you- Okay, people, so before we get started, just want to say thank you for supporting the first week of Season 2 of Forever News. We did pretty good for those first three days of episodes, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm just really optimistic and excited about this new chapter that we're starting with the show, with the series, with the channel, and just in general, having the support of you guys means the world. Also, for the people that aren't subscribed, it definitely would mean a lot if you would hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get all notifications. Uh, we're doing some really awesome work over here, and we're having a great time, and I think it would be really dope if you joined us. That way you're notified whenever we drop a new episode of Fanaban News because in case you didn't know, season 2 of News has started. We're doing episodes Monday through Friday, shorter than the norm, but they're always going to be packed with awesome stories. And uh yeah, without further ado, I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's get started. And to start the episode off, we've got an awesome story regarding the Chainsaw Man manga sweeping the west and I I just love to freaking hear it. Y'all know I'm a massive Chainsaw Man fan, been supporting the series since early on in the manga's release we just heard recently at Jump Festa again an update that the anime and manga's continuation Chainsaw Man 2 will both be dropping in 2022 here though it looks like the west is loving it and it's just mind-boggling because there's no anime and for a series to pop and be this successful with no anime especially in the west where anime is still far more popular than manga it speaks volumes pun intended <laughs> regarding Chainsaw Man let's read this though Chainsaw Man is once again the highest ranking manga on the new york times list for january 2022 the new york times recently shared its list of best-selling graphic books and manga for january 2022 and the first week of the new year sees big jump manga titles among the top 15 releases the eighth volume of tatsuki fujimoto's peerless chainsaw man manga sits proudly in the number eight spot between scholastic hits like christy and the snobs by ann m martin and for whom the ball rolls by Dave Pilkey as the highest manga of the month. This is also despite being released only one month ago in December 2022. And I want to say, if this is volume 8, there's only like two more volumes to be released of Chainsaw Man um, here in the West because there's only 10 if I'm not mistaken. And I ain't gonna lie, I just love to hear it. I love to see it. Chainsaw Man is just gonna continue to get even more successful. I can only imagine what the numbers are gonna be like once that MAPPA anime drops which we've been saying that for so long now. It feels like forever, I'm not gonna lie. Even though the manga ended what was it December of 2020 and here we are 2022 still like the anime is gonna do big things whenever we get it we're gonna get it eventually I mean (laughs) and not to mention Chainsaw Man 2 even though there's gonna be a massive buffer between well actually there might not be depending on what the licensing issue is because hey Viz gets the license to Chainsaw Man 2 immediately then by the time volume 10 drops we might have already volume 1 of Chainsaw Man 2 getting ready to be coming out over there in Japan so who knows maybe there might not be such a major buff in between but either way i just love to hear that chainsaw man is doing so well um you know top 10 in the new york Times bestsellers again without an anime that is freaking amazing okay people next up <laughs> very funny uh but cool but funny and, and odd uh, story we had reported on i guess the initial press release regarding this whole issue or thingamajig uh regarding attack on titan crossing over with call of duty i reported it i want to say maybe a few weeks to a month ago now that they had announced they're doing a big crossover collaboration and a lot of people were like well that's a odd release but okay maybe it could work and at the same time it'll boost both of them more people find out about attack on titan via call of duty and vice versa because you know anime fans they'll support anything when it comes to their you know favorite franchise or whatnot so it sounds like a great you know crossover idea marketing wise but I'm not going to lie <laughs> from the visuals and whatnot. I mean, I'm not a COD fan. I've never been a Call of Duty fan. I'm not a first person shooter fan pretty much at all. But I was just kind of like, hey, this could be a good. It, it's not. Let's read and, and take a look at what's going on here. It says Attack on Titan collides with Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone in new collaboration. If you ever wanted to run around Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone Pacific decked out Survey Corps style, you have a colossal crossover to look forward to. In celebration of the long awaited launch of Attack on Titan, Final Season Part 2, Vanguard and Warzone will be launching the franchise's first official anime collaboration. The Tracer Pack Attack on Titan Levi Edition Bundle will go live along with the next major update on January 20th. The 10 item bundle comes with Attack on Titan themed weapons and gear including the Titan Pierce Melee Weapon, an ODM Blade inspired weapon blueprint, legendary steel cut finishing move and more. In addition to decking out your own operator with these weapons, you'll be able to see Sergeant Daniel Yatsu looking fiercer than ever in a Survey Corps uniform inspired by Captain Levi Ackerman and I'm not gonna lie It just uh, a lot of people first of all when they saw this they're like wait So that's supposed to be Levi like it just no (laughs) It just no And again, I believe that's one of the characters from the game that is like almost Cosplaying in a way as Levi with this update, but it's just like with just a little over a week to go until the bundles launch in Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone Pacific. There's no better time than now to work on your Call of Duty skills so you can pull off stylish moves worthy of a real Survey Corps member come January 20th and... Yeah, I, I I think I'll pass. Even if I played Call of Duty, I don't like. There's a difference between like, okay, what they did with Fortnite recently with the Naruto, you know, character skins that you could play as and stuff like that, and you could have uh, the the nine tail fox Kurama, you could ride on him into battle and stuff like that. That was kind of cool. And again, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Fortnite or whatever, but I will play from time to time. If my nephew or my niece or somebody is playing it, then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll grab a controller and have a little bit of fun. But it was like, all right, dope. They got the characters in the game. This one is like. Taking random dudes and just having them cosplay as... is just... It's a no-go for me. It's its gonna be a no, okay? <laughs> like, shout-outs to the idea and the marketing concept behind it. But if they would have just added Levi himself into the game, I think that kind of would have been dope. But to just have, like, a random dude just, like, cosplaying as Levi in the game, it's almost like they're adding in a creator character in a way and adding in extra, like, accessories from Attack on Titan. I, I just... No. (laughs) And I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to be like, oh, come on, FNAV, man. You've you've, supported worse when it comes to these video games where they do things like that. I mean, for crying out loud, Naruto Storm, they have freaking Sakura Hello Kitty DLC and... Absolutely, but I also ragged on that as well. Like, (laughs) I I may have gotten that DLC back in the day, but I ragged on it, just like I'm ragging on this, because why? (laughs) But yeah, people, in case you don't know, come January 20th, there is a DLC bundle of Levi Ackerman, where a character from Call of Duty can cosplay if you pick up the DLC, and it looks no (laughs) but shout outs to everybody that's gonna have fun doing this hey if it floats your boat why not i ain't stopping you i'm just giving my opinion that i don't really okay people so next story on the docket we got a couple of pieces of updates of news regarding jujutsu kaisen one of which in particular i was like well, if it's a behemoth and if it's doing insane numbers over there in Japan, then you're going to need another behemoth, another giant a juggernaut to come and remove it from its spot, right? And at the end of the day, there's no film in the box office right now that is even coming close to the impact, love, admiration, and support than the Spider-Man film that came out recently. I believe it's called No Way Home, if I'm not mistaken. Forgive me, I have not been into the latest trilogy of Spider-Man films. I think one of the last ones i seen was The old old andrew gar i say old like it was 100 million years ago but the andrew garfield led spider-man movies i seen like i think one of those and whatnot but yeah i haven't been into it since like hardcore hardcore since i was younger with the toby Maguire trilogy of spider-man films so this one i i recently purchased the other two so i might check them out and then go watch the third one in theaters if it's still in theaters by the time i watched them or whatnot but either way spider-man no way home is a juggernaut that everybody is supporting and it's just it's huge so if anything is going to remove jujutsu kaisen zero from its throne it would be spider-man because according to this it says spider-man dethrones jujutsu kaisen zero in japanese box office spider-man no way home takes the box office lead in japan with jujutsu kaisen film slipping to the second spot and then a little bit more insight into here it says jujutsu kaisen zero moves up to the 75th place on all time Japanese box office charts so even though it took an L to Spider-Man which if you're going to take an L to anything yeah you wouldn't want to take an L to the biggest film of the last I don't even know couple years like Spider-Man is just blowing the hell up right so but and also on top of that despite it taking an L it's still moving up because we just reported that it was like 80th now it's 75th which again (laughs) when it's all said and done I'm wondering where we're going to be at with it in the hall of fame of you know highest grossing Japanese films of all time because. 75th place, it's still like, you know, it's it's rising, but I don't know. Similar to what I said last time, with like, hey, we're 80th, yeah, let's celebrate. It just kind of feels like, mm, I don't know. Like I I would celebrate when we're top 20. I, I gotta keep saying that. And also it says in just 21 days, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero anime film has outpaced the highest grossing film of last year, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. So it already outgrossed it at the domestic Japanese box office by more than 2 billion yen in the same time frame with Toho announcing that the prequel film to the Jujutsu Kaisen franchise had passed 8 billion yen at the Japanese box office today. This places the film at 75th place on the all-time Japanese box office charts. As of Thursday, January 13th, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero has brought in more than 8 billion yen, almost 70 million, 69.59 million, on the back of 5.89 million tickets sold. The anime film has overtaken Harry Potter and the Half-Blooded Prince as the 75th highest grossing film. Wow, that's pretty freaking crazy because Japan they love them some Harry Potter, in case you don't know Naruto, one of the concepts originally was, that was tossed around by Kishimoto was to make Naruto kind of like Harry Potter, we got Marshall that is pretty much like, somewhat Harry Potter ish, like, Japan loves them some Harry Potter so, for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero to surpass a big Harry Potter film that's interesting, and it sits under 2010's Umizaru 3 The Last Message, it's clear by now that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero will surpass 10 billion yen very soon, overtaking the final gross of Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time, and is likely to soar to 15 billion yen or more, pending any outside influences. Though time will tell when it'll reach that amount. So regardless of what, that's still major, major, huge. Congrats to Jujutsu Kaisen. It's just kind of (laughs) mind blowing to me that this is the way they're marketing. Which hey, you know, take what you can get. If you can get an accolade, why not? Because at the end of the day, that always just pushes more people. Like, oh, you're doing that? Okay, I gotta go watch it. And then. this doesn't even speak to what it's going to do over here in the west like I I could see at the very least Jujutsu Kaisen is probably going to do 15 to 20 million dollars maybe even more depending because Jujutsu Kaisen is it's popping okay like (laughs) a lot of people know what's up with it it's always regarded as uh cut above the rest when it comes to shonen manga and shonen anime in general and this film i'm ready for it baby we heard that it might be coming out in february let's hope so because my eyes are gonna be in theaters okay my eyes are gonna be right there waiting for that jujutsu kaisen greatness don't let me down yuta Don't let me down, Mappa. I know you're not going to let me down, Mappa, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. So shout outs to Jujutsu Kaisen. We may have taken an L against Spider-Man, but we still rising, baby. And the rest of the world still hasn't even gotten the film yet. It's just Japan rocking out right now. Okay, people, next up, small story, I guess you would say. I just thought it was very funny and interesting. The creator of Hajime no Ippo, uh, George Morikawa over on Twitter, recently posted this. He said, I received the example reader gift, which these are Google translations, so forgive if they were a little wonky when i came up with this i wonder if the people in charge took a guts pose and pretty much it's a mouse pad and it's like a a booby mouse pad of takamura from hajime no ipo i do not know if i would want that because (laughs) like yo it's a manly like yo he's buffing shit you know he got muscles for days he got pecs for days and shit like that but it is just awkward i guess you would say like if, if somebody saw that in your crib i would part of me would be like torn like on one half i'd be like man i don't give a fuck yo this is takamura dog this is the epitome of manliness but then on the other side i'd be like oh my god but like a boob pad but for Takamura like this is so freaking strange <laughs> like who's decided you know what man I think George Morikawa would love a booby pad of Takamura from Hajime no Ipo. like people be wilding people be wilding out like yo I don't know I just found it to be freaking hilarious and George Morikawa posting it up on Twitter was that much more funnier of like dog yeah people be doing some wild shit dog <laughs> like Takamura booby pads hey why the hell not yeah people just a little little little. <laughs> something light for Hajime no Ippo fans I know we we don't get no anime we don't get no western manga release we don't get nada over here so if there's something I can say about the the series I'm gonna say it. I love Hajime no Ippo I've watched every single piece of animated content of it out there that is available okay I love me some Ippo shout outs to George Morikawa shout outs to the Takamura movie <laughs> Okay, people, and last story of the episode. Well, we technically got like two pieces because I want to at least say you know something positive because it's a very negative and troubling thing with one of these pieces of story because it's both demon slayer related. So I wanted to just spread some type of hey, there's something good because this is always something very scary to think about, very worrisome for anybody in general. But this article is of course again about one of the voice actors of demon slayer. We'll get to in a second. Let's just read a little bit of positivity, I guess, um, because according to this. which it kind of boggles my mind. It always boggles my mind just what these new gen of shonen are doing. Kimetsu no Yaiba coloring books. Not manga, not a light novel, a freaking coloring book. The coloring books themselves as total have reached 1.45 million copies in circulation. Coloring books. Blue has 440,000 copies with six reprints. Red has 410,000 copies with four reprints. Orange and Indigo have 300,000 copies of an initial print. No reprints on that. And it says here also no Yaiva novel series has reached. 3.72 million copies in circulation flower of happiness has 1.26 million copies one wing butterfly has 1.25 million copies and the kimetsu no yaiba mirai bunko novel series has 1.1 million copies in circulation so coloring books are selling one almost one and a half million copies the novels is doing 3.7 million so if you feared that maybe things were slowing down because obviously there's no new manga volumes to release even though They're still charting, and and, and it it boggles my mind that it's still charting. I get it. The anime is on TV, but how many people, how many more people is there that has not read Demon Slayer over there in Japan? Like, Kimetsu no Yaiba has been, you know, a a phenomenon like no other. This is like Pokemon in the early 2000s, but in Japan right here. So, how many more people can buy? And, And they're still, like, that goes to show, too, that this is something that is hitting and affecting all ages over there because coloring books let's keep it real nine times out of ten coloring books is usually for younger children and whatnot like my daughter loves coloring books and stuff like that so if you're selling one and a half million coloring books kids is rocking with it then probably older people are loving it because of the japanese culture that is embedded in it that is talking about like the olden days and whatnot of course the time period of it takes place like what in the early 1900s or something like that so then you have that aspect of it then people anywhere from teenagers to adults can appreciate the awesome action the more older people adults and whatnot and and people in general that can appreciate art and animation of high quality are loving it so this is really hitting all ages just once again major 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 shout outs to the level of success that demon slayer has seen selling millions of coloring books like millions of coloring books i gotta keep repeating that like Woo! however we do have one really really troubling story to report on because in case you don't know the demon slayer anime right now is still currently airing i'm not sure how far they are into doing the voice acting if they've completed all their sessions or whatnot but yeah they're still technically airing the anime the anime is still releasing for season two and it's unfortunate to hear that uh the voice actor of tanjiro may have contracted covid Uh, Let's read the article. Demon Slayer voice actor Natsuki Hane self-isolates due to possible COVID close contact. Talent agency Across Entertainment announced on Friday that voice actor Natsuki Hane is self-isolating after being in close contact with a staff member who tested positive on a routine PCR test on Friday. The agency is postponing a special event for the Duke of Death and his maid anime that was slated to be held on Saturday. Hane was scheduled to appear at the event. Hane himself posted on Twitter that he is renting a room where he can isolate away from his family and also continue recording. He also added that he is currently feeling fine so at the very least that's good news to hear that he is fine um, Hane is currently starring in the Demon Stare Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District Arc anime as Tanjiro Kamado also currently airing or upcoming anime he's cast in includes Kidaware Heroin to Naisho no yeah just a whole bunch of love all play he's in Platinum N the case study of Vanitas he's in Attack on Titan the Final Season Part 2 and he's in Bleach the Thousand Year Blood War I didn't know that he was in Bleach Holy shit, uh, man, you know, I'm just sending a lot of positive prayers, positive vibes and thoughts and all that to uh, this guy like COVID is no joke. You know, everybody already knows you've been hearing it. I've lost so many people over the last couple of years due to it. I myself was sick at the very start of this year. It's just nothing to play around with. So I hope he gets better. I'm glad that he's at the very least feeling well because, you know, obviously the symptoms can range and vary and all sorts of stuff. But Yeah, um, it's kind of crazy to hear, and uh, hopefully this doesn't, obviously, first and foremost, affect him or his family members. Good thing that he's isolating, self-isolating away, so that's really awesome. Um, But hopefully it doesn't stop production of Demon Slayer. I mean, if it needs to, do it. That's it. Period. Like if it needs to, if he's too sick to do anything and they're still recording, oh, well, his health is more important than the entire production. That It just is what it is. But I'd imagine that they probably considering the season is almost over. It's a shorter season. They probably have a production of the voice acting and whatnot wrapped up already for the remaining episodes. Maybe I'm wrong on that or whatever, because I know in Japan, they actually, if I'm not mistaken, do it differently than american cartoons american cartoons we record the audio first send it over to japan and they animate around it over there in japan they do it like we do dubbing over here where they just dub over the lines and uh, like a big room with everybody combined almost like a, a reading place so to speak um but obviously you can't do that as well if you're sick you can't have him surrounding all the other voice actors and whatnot so definitely uh, i just want him to get better and i hope his family is good and straight and everything because it's just shitty to hear So first story on the docket is regarding Attack on Titan. Y'all know the final season part two is underway. The second episode of the final season part two, or I believe episode 18 chronologically, uh, recently aired. And a lot of the community, and I'm going to show you in a second, were once again going back to an argument that I kind of thought was already over with. And what I mean by that is a lot of people were going back to the whole comparing MAPPA with WIT studio in case you don't know attack on titan for the final season it switched to animation studios and went from wit studio that did the first three seasons to mapa studios Mappa studios of course they do amazing work with jujutsu kaisen a whole bunch of really awesome stuff they're working on chainsaw man right now they, they do fantastic work dororo like really awesome stuff i've been for the most part like with the first half of the final season there was a couple of criticisms like the cg was a little bit wonky in certain areas but hands down at the very least from my experience with the latest two episodes and whatnot i feel like Mappa improved so much more from what they did with the first season and in general i have next to no complaints in regards to comparing it to like oh wit did it like this and Mappa did it like this in fact it kind of just feels already old to go back to that like i get it with studio they did the works each and every freaking frame just looked gorgeous for attack on titan the characters everything about it the titans and whatnot they did fantastic Work. I mean, there were some arguable towards like season three. I remember when they started really implementing the CG for like the Colossal Titan. Look a little wonky in certain areas, but for the most part, Wit was great. But it just feels like it's so late in the game to bring this argument back up and to once again start the whole Mappa versus Wit Studio. As fans of Attack on Titan, I gotta stress that we should be extremely, extremely grateful to Mappa Studios for even taking on the task of continuing Attack on Titan. It could have gone the way of just production issues and people, you know what, if nobody wanted to grab the rights for it from what studio, it could have just been no anime, like that's it, it ended off with season 3, poof, that's the end of Attack on Titan's anime. So the fact that MAPPA Studios, knowing that fans are never receptive of studio changes and it usually goes terribly wrong and then the production schedule is really rushed, a la like, you know, you go to the Seven Deadly Sins and stuff like that, we should be very, very thankful to Mappa Studios and not throwing stones at them and still going on with this really old and tired-ass argument of, well, Wit Studio did something like this and Mappa like it's old I mean I'm just taking a look right here one of which that has like almost 6,000 likes as of the screenshot they're comparing that like place of like nothingness or whatever where Wit did it and where Mappa did it and yeah Wits it looks like they have more of a realistic composite for the background while Mappa did like a blur effect then another person said there's a notable difference between Mappas and Wit's paths if Wit opted for a more starry sky with dense and bright colors Mappa opted for CGI paths in constant motion and with a larger color variation we'll see the real results in almost a week but right now i prefer the older one so again like that uh then there's people that are complaining about the people that are complaining a la pretty much what i'm doing right now saying why are people still comparing mapa and wit both studios produced masterpiece level attack on titan adaptations that got 1400 likes uh, somebody saying people fermenting this meaningless war between wit and mapa is exactly why the attack on titan fandom is a perfect window on what the series is about very few people finding a blatant excuse to push a narrative against someone who did nothing wrong attack them and cause an ongoing war another shot with somebody putting wit for the beast titan and mappa for the beast titan this one right here people should be happy mappa's animated the rumbling because if it was wit this is what y'all would be getting and it showed like you know now they're disrespecting wit on this side of things another one season two of the beast titan season four with the beast titan wit and then mappa and it's real blurry for mappa wit and mappa it is outrageous then another person said my biggest ongoing issue with mappa's projects has been the use of music during episodes there are many moments i feel would have hit much harder with different music direction choices and timing hope attack on titan delivers this season wit studio was always one of my favorites with this so yeah even before the season started back up people were still with the wit studio all of that jazz like yo it's over MAPA saved it allowed us to even have these conversations allowed us to get such a legendary and godlike opening like the final opening rumbling by Sim and I'm having an absolute blast and again until we get to that part of the story where I might have a differing opinion and that's nothing to do with the animation adaptation that's strictly to do with the story I am loving what MAPPA's is doing right now and I think that it's really old and ridiculous at this point we already had a whole 16 episodes of MAPA they've improved since then on top of already doing some pretty good work eh, leave the wit studio Mappa comparisons alone already because it's also really disheartening to the staff down at Mappa that they're being you know ridiculously overworked so if they're gonna be overworked and they're going for it and all that jazz at the very least we can do as fans is not disrespect them and essentially spit in their face while they're you know, giving us their blood, sweat, and tears. But yeah, I just wanted to address this thing because it's a little bit out of this world. Attack on Titan fans fighting again over MAPPA with Studio. Let's just enjoy Attack on Titan until, well, maybe it might be unenjoyable. Oh God, let me just stop. Like, yeah, let's just enjoy the Attack on Titan anime, okay? Okay, people, next story on the episode. It's very unfortunate because we just talked about in yesterday's episode that the voice actor for Tanjiro from Demon Slayer was around somebody that had contracted COVID and he was isolated. And you know, all of that terrible stuff. Now it seems as though another prominent voice actor, the actor that plays the main villain of the Boruto series right now in the anime, Code, has seemingly contracted COVID as well. It says here, voice actor Junta Terashima tests positive for COVID. Talent agency Kenyu Office announced on Saturday that voice actor Junta Terashima tested positive for COVID on Saturday. Terashima took a PCR test after developing a fever on Friday. He had been in close contact with some someone else who had tested positive for the virus. Terashima is currently recuperating at home. He posted on Twitter on Saturday that he has a minor illness with a sore throat and a small fever. Terashima has voiced in such roles as Hyoga Yukimura and Inazuma Eleven Go, Code in Boruto Naruto Next Generations, uh, Shin Ichijo in King of Prism by Pretty Rhythm, Mamoru Fujimura and Suki Pro the Animation. Like he's been in a decent amount of work and you know this one's a little bit more worrisome because the voice actor for Tanjiro He was just exposed to somebody that was exposed to the virus. This gentleman, you know, the person that plays Code, actually has it. So, again, sending positive wishes. Thankfully, I don't think that in terms of, like, that big production with Boruto, he's gonna have many roles like in the near future because like we're in a whole anime original stuff right now and we're probably not going to see code for a while anyways so yeah i think we'll be for the most part good in that aspect of like worrying about you know the production but above all of that is strictly like yo i hope he gets better i hope his family's good i hope everything is good because like i said with yesterday's episode regarding tanjiro's voice actor you know this shit ain't no joke it whipped my ass when i got it i was like I hadn't felt sick like that in a very, very long time, so uh, my best wishes positive vibes to him and hopefully he gets better real soon and uh, it ain't nothing serious because yeah it, it could get real bad salute to the voice actor of code from boruto uh because he got covid okay people next up we got two pieces of demon slayer news one of which is i don't know a lot of drama filled stuff and then another one is insanely great news i guess let's start with the negativity actually and then we can wrap things up on a very beautiful vibe i, I like that better having a, a happier ending because well for starters one of of the things is from last week's episode not the recent episode of Demon Slayer I haven't even watched yet oh my god as soon as I wrap this up I'm going to watch me some Demon Slayer yeah <laughs> uh, but with last week's episode and probably even this week's episode I'd imagine one of the things is in Demon Slayer you have his little sister the main character Tanjiro's little sister Nezuko that is spoiler alert so you learned this in episode one a demon and she's about like 14 or 15 well in one of the recent episodes she was having a battle and during the battle her body started developing Developing somewhat, and it caused a massive outrage in the anime community. People talking left and right, like, Oh my god, she's only 14 or 15. Why are they giving her these attributes? Even though that's been a common theme in anime since the dawn of time of making these. Fourteen to fifteen-year-old schoolgirls look like they're grown-ass women, but a lot of people were very upset, and then they were countering back and forth, arguing about it. Personally, I'm not looking at Nezuko like that. Like it's it's Nezuko. It's Tanjiro's little sister. It's funny as shit. Uh, you know, I like when she gets really badass and stuff like that. But I'm not really interested in looking at her like that. But the drama and the community of people going back and forth. Even right here it says Nezuko received a big power up in the recent episode, but apparently not every Demon Slayer fan is okay when Nezuko's revealing dress and yeah people were going ham and again like i said uh you know this is a staple in anime culture whether you want to agree with it or not honestly you know as i get older a little bit i started to look at it a little bit in a different light of like yeah especially if there's older people probably shouldn't but at the same time a lot of the older shows we got to remember that anime nowadays it's more like almost you could argue targeted towards older people which at that case you know you should make older characters looking like that but especially back in the days anime and manga was specific specifically created for like younger you know shonen jump it's like for like little teenage tween boys or whatnot again now they target a little bit more and they gather a little bit more of an older demographic you know for me i'm still you know rocking with shonen jump and shit like that but yeah a 14 or 15 year old that's reading this and is gonna say oh shit hot demon girl and probably even now as well over there in japan because it's so massive it hits every age demographic that's probably why they do that so i understand in that aspect but for like the the creeps and pervs that are like, oh, like, yeah, it's kind of nasty. And just in general, it was a shit show. I was seeing of people that were arguing back and forth regarding the revealing nature. Even though, like, the episode is epic as shit, the battling, everything that's going on, the art, the animation. But the topic of conversation was Nezuko's revealing Dress Anime Community 2022, baby. Here we go. But as I promised, I did want to provide you guys with a positive story because Demon Slayer, once again, was whipping Major Tail and probably up until the end of the run for the most part, maybe like one or two more times at the very release, I will point these ones out. Because again, the ratings for one of the recent Demon Slayer episodes over the week, I want to say of like the 1st of January, somewhere around there to like the 6th, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there basically early january uh demon slayer was the number one and this is a very very big feat humongous feat one piece never does this case closed never does this it's usually only the kitty anime that topped the charts demon slayer topped the charts beating out every single anime of that week with a 7.7 now i do want to add a disclaimer that demon slayer beat out all of these anime in like the end of the year beginning of the year time frame where they continued airing episodes and a lot of other anime went on break like Boruto One Piece all of those anime were on break at that time so you also gotta account that well a lot of people that were probably bored that week were like oh shit even if they don't watch Demon Slayer let me check out this Demon Slayer show so that probably attributed to that and at the same time again less competition like I don't think Saze-san one of the most popular anime over there is like a kitty cartoon uh, aired an episode as well but either way it's still massive to see Demon Slayer there at the tippy top outdoing everything but then the rest of the list is like Sean the Sheet and Doraemon and yeah Gigantosaurus yeah it definitely looks like Demon Slayer really didn't have much competition as I'm looking at this list because Case Closed, One Piece, uh, Inuyasha's spinoff all of those were on break this week but nevertheless a win is a win Demon Slayer the number one most watched anime of that week I'm dying to see what the ratings were like for last week's episode because that episode was just huge and even the latest episode I keep hearing about that I gotta go watch right now because it was huge too But yeah people that's all of the Demon Slayer related news we got Anime topping the weekly charts of anime and people going at each other's necks over Nezuko's revealing dress Okay people next up My Hero Academia fans a really awesome announcement for you guys Uh, it seems as though we're going to be getting a new My Hero Academia OVA Let's read the article so we can understand exactly what's happening It says here, My Hero Academia Hawks OVA to screen with movie showings in Japan. Back in December, it was revealed that the Japanese Blu ray release of My Hero Academia's third anime film, World Heroes Mission, will be packing a special OVA when it arrives on February 16th. No XXX Hawks Sooth is an anime adaptation of the bonus manga that was handed out to filmgoers in the first weeks of the film's release. And the latest plans have the OVA set to screen theatrically along with the new limited edition showings of the movie new screenings of world hero's mission are in place to commemorate the blu-ray slash dvd release and right now 10 theaters in japan are scheduled to screen it along with the hawks ova from january 22nd to the 27th and the packaging here looks freaking fuego my god i wish we had similar type of releases over here but when they do they be charging an arm and a leg even though they charge an arm and a leg leg over there and it just says here my hero academia World hero's mission open in japan august 6, 2021 it is the highest grossing film in the franchise uh, in the country. And it did $40.30 million. So My Hero Academia movie did about $40 million. That's not bad. It's kind of crazy to think and just boggles my mind. And I guess that's the difference between something that you don't expect to blow up and something that is targeted. Like My Hero Academia was designed to be the next big thing like it was pushed designed likewise with Black Clover to be the next big shonen to replace the footsteps of Naruto and Bleach and all of the other big shonen at the time that came to an end obviously we know about Black Clover it never really rose to the occasion and My Hero Academia it's like it's always been popular like really popular and in the west it's like a, a monster ended of itself it was the highest selling manga of 2020 all of that jazz but then when you compare like even if it's just in Japan alone and you look at like Juju Jujutsu Kaisen's latest film and this is you know the latest one of My Hero did about 40 million biggest opening and, and biggest run it's had for a movie so far but then you look at Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and that shit is already in like the first two to three weeks at 70 million and it's probably going to top 100 to 150 million worldwide it just shows like Jujutsu Kaisen while it's great it, it probably wasn't really ideally thought of like it's going to be the biggest thing in Jump of all time so an accidental mental blow up like jujutsu kaisen or of course demon slayer will always show that my hero it's 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 great i love so many things about it like the manga when it's on 10 it is on 10 for me but it's ultimately was designed to be popular and hence why it still is very successful but you have these freaks of nature these anomalies like the jjks and the demon slayers that just show a different breed of success and of course there's so many other things to attribute to those levels of success but either way um, I don't know how the hell I got to this conversation shoutouts to My Hero Academia new OVA is based off of the Hawks manga that came through with the movie uh, I want to see that, that sounds really hype Hawks is an awesome character. Okay people next up just a little bit of a tidbit for Marshall fans, it says here Marshall will be holding its first, I thought it already had one, first character popularity poll to commemorate the series' second anniversary and Weekly show and jump issue number eight i'm voting mosh like <laughs> it is what it is maybe dumbledore might get a vote too or something but i'm voting mosh and i wonder is it going to be worldwide so far it just looks like they're trying to gather like japan's insight only but yeah marshall holding his first character popularity poll and it doesn't say worldwide which is a real big shame because there's plenty of marshall fans outside of japan i love me some marshall as a matter of fact i need to get back to reading marshall i let like the chapters build up i'm probably like 15 20 chapters behind now at this point I should go back and rectify that because Marshall kicks Major Ass and Yeah, first character popular. I'm still first character. I could have sworn there was a character popularity poll. Either way. Yeah, Marshall character popularity poll. Let's go. Okay, people. Next up, y'all know I like to throw in a little bit of comic book news, especially in this new spicy season of Faneva News Season 2. And I wanted to talk about the reveal because in case you don't know, there's a new Batman movie coming out. It got Robert Pattinson as Batman, and it just kind of looks really dope. There was the reveal of, I want to say it was the Riddler, and there was a lot of controversy about his design. And what he was going to look like in the film. And I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was a different take, and it's not the classic Riddler by any means. And the dude looks like, for the most part, like he would, I don't know, be like hijacking and kidnapping somebody out of a Walmart parking lot or whatever. But it felt like it worked because this Batman looks like it's about to be really freaking dark. And then now they revealed Batgirl and what she's going to look like for this. And it was the actress behind it, Leslie Grace, that said, I use their expectations against them. That will be their weakness, not mine. Let them all understand underestimate me and when their guard is down and their pride is rising let me kick their butts batgirl year one and she looks great and i looked at the inspiration and she looks like a freaking straight up out of the comic book character i i don't know she just looks awesome to me and i'm i'm hype about this man it's been a minute since we've had how many years has it been since we had like the batman films the christian bale stuff was the last big thing right that trilogy and then since then we had him in like uh justice league and stuff like that but it never really was yeah (laughs) even though what's his name actually did a pretty decent job i say what's his name when he's a freaking star but his name doesn't come to my mind right now uh adam put him right here okay yeah this new batman it looks like it's going to be dope we got batgirl here and again she just looks straight out the comics and i'm very very excited about this. I hope they do a good job. I hope it's not gonna drop the ball because at first, when I first heard Robert Pattinson, I just immediately, like everybody else, think Twilight. And I'm like, Twilight vampire guy is the new Batman? But the trailers tell a different story and the trailers look really hype. So hopefully this film, fingers crossed, is going to be awesome because yeah, Batgirl looks dope. Batman looks pretty cool. It looks darker. Riddler is a creep-ass motherfucker like he's never been. Um, well, he might have been in the comics. I don't know. But yeah, new Batman film. I can't wait for it. Okay, people. Oh, and last story of the episode we got the top 10 selling manga series of the week so this is all of the backlog all of that good stuff number 10 blue lock with 80,000 number 9 spy family 81 uh, blue box uh, it's always funny to see them back and forth blue lock blue box uh, number 8 blue box 84,000 number 7 welcome to demon school iruma-kun 91,000 and then at the top pretty much everything is back to back shonen jump stuff wow my hero at number 6 with 95,000 Black Clover 108 at number five. Shoutouts to Black Clover, baby! Hey, top five. Even though we're losing to a series that hasn't dropped the volume in hundred million years, Kimetsu no Yaiba, because I got 162. Although I do have a very, very hype and thriving anime on TV, so we gotta be, you know, we gotta be real about things, okay? Uh, then we got Doctor Stone at number three with 177, and then Tokyo Avengers still making waves, 376,000 at number two, and number one, Jujutsu Kaisen 954,000. That movie is doing tremendous for those manga sales and yeah pretty freaking awesome top 10 i'm not gonna lie i'm still excited always to see black clover on there you know uh, six figures is never a disappointment in my book and shout outs to yuki tabata and shout outs to everybody on that list for that matter like jujutsu kaisen zero is selling them volumes Shonen Jump is getting a mass amount of hate right now over on Twitter because of a tweet that they posted and the fan backlash right now is insane because y'all know manga and anime fans when we get upset about something when we feel like something is coming that is not uh, in particularly wanted to the community motherfuckers go back crazy you know what I'm saying so let's read the tweet to start things off to see well what is it that Shonen Jump said did they say something outlandish or are they saying things that'll get them canceled like what is the uh, insane thing that Shonen Jump said they said soon you'll be able to show your Shonen Jump love in a whole new way exciting announcement tomorrow and with that they put a picture of Luffy with Momonosuke in his dragon form wrapped around his neck and says got it and uh yeah when i first caught it i saw like you know i had a couple of quote tweets or whatever as of the recording of this right now it has like thousands of quote tweets and replies and everything of people going crazy because with this big announcement a lot of people are suspecting that shonen jump is about to do something that uh people really aren't that fond of and i didn't realize that there was a whole other side of people that absolutely hate and despise the whole trend of nfts In case you're unfamiliar with NFTs, essentially it stands for non-fungible token, but that still really isn't gonna tell you anything because it didn't tell me anything, I'm like, non-fungible tokens so like uh, are they token like w- w- what are you talking about and the best way that i describe it is essentially okay think how money right money only has value because essentially certain governments tell you hey this has value and you can trade it for services and goods because of the way the the law of the land so to speak so NFT is essentially like just imagine again this shenron statue that i'm not gonna move because as i said in the opening of this video it continues to fall apart on me just imagine a picture of that Shenron figure right somebody takes that picture catalogs it in a computer somewhere in the world or whatnot, and makes it that that image is a one of one so to speak despite the fact that you can screenshot that image and share it all day technically that particular image is indeed owned to a person so I see it more as like monetizing imagery in a way that depending on how far this goes depending on what the backlash and whatnot uh, turns into ultimately it could essentially make and monetize imagery like that's one of the big things that they're trying to push with this and people are not having it people are annoyed by it there's a lot of gaming companies that are recently trying to incorporate nfts into their motto there's just so many different things happening with nfts right now i'll be honest with you I'm not mad at it, per se, as long as it doesn't start to interfere in certain things. Like, I don't want to be watching an anime, and all of a sudden, they just start talking to me about NFTs and shit like that. Like, no. But in terms of, like, from a business standpoint, there's some fun and creative things that can be done that can be using the idea of NFTs. Because, again, the thought of being able to own, let's just say, like, I I actually own this digital image of Luffy with Momo around his neck. I don't know. A part of me feels like that's kind of dope, but at the same time, again, because, somebody can screenshot it is like where's the value in that so that's where i guess the conflict goes back and forth obviously as you can see i'm kind of down the middle with it like i don't hate it but i'm not like yeah hey, yeah the nfts i just try to see like okay if that is going to be indeed the future with this nft situation then what could be the benefits from a creatives standpoint such as myself and i could think of quite a few different ideas especially if you can actually make money from it for artists and whatnot that'd be kind of dope but then there's also of course the whole thing that a lot of people are saying that this whole NFT. Situation—it's really just being used as a front to money launder, but that's a whole other situation. And either way, just reading a few of them, it says (laughs) if it's about NFTs and Shonen Jump is switching from killing their artists to killing the environment. This better not be some damn NFTs. Gonna become the king of the pirates if it's NFTs, meaning that they're gonna cancel their subscription. Say it—we all know what you wanna say. Say the line as all these Simpson characters are staring. Another person said, "Wonder what I'll do with that extra two bucks a month because a lot of people are pretty much threatening if." y'all start introducing nfts and doing all of this we're walking out which i'll be honest with you i saw that they did something similar nft project with fist of the north star and again i i I don't know i just i like the idea but only if it's in practice and it continues and it just doesn't die out somewhere because let's just say i own this image of again you know shenron right there whatnot and it's you know catalog that i own it in a computer somewhere whatnot but if nobody cares and nfts just dies out or whatnot even if if you spent four thousand dollars on that picture of Shenron, it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't have value, and that is going to be the inevitable future for a lot of NFTs. They aren't going to mean squat. So we gotta wait and see. But again, uh, the the reaction and the backlash to it is quite the humorous thing, if I do say so myself. Shonen Jump, uh, hopefully isn't going to announce NFTs, but I will keep you guys updated on the story to see what comes from it okay adding a quick update to the story as of the recording of this video right now shonen jump has actually debunked the scary thought that a lot of fans were outraged over and sending backlash towards shonen jump because shonen jump just tweeted out it's not nfts with a smiley face so for fans that were outraged over this for the backlash that was sent to shonen jump rest assured in case you missed it they updated it is indeed not a about nfts so whatever their announcement is it probably will be something up your alley well we gotta wait and see either way dodge the bullet fam when it comes to the announcement although again i was kind of like in the middle like whatever if it's nfts fine but it you know, it is what it is, but yeah, Shonen Jump, new announcement, not NFTs. Okay, people, next up, a lot of people wanted me to cover this. This was announced a couple days ago that apparently Among Us is getting, ready for this? Amonga Says here, video game Among Us will get a manga adaptation in Besatsu Korokoro Koro issue number four next February 2022, and this will be a one-shot, not a series. The Among Us manga adaptation will be a one-shot published in Besatsu Kokoro issue 4 out February 28th so they wanted to be clear that it's just going to be like a one shot might be like you know 40 page manga it's not going to be a continuous thing or whatnot. I never got into Among Us to be honest with you and in fact like at the very least I know with all my kiddos they're not really into Among Us anymore so it's interesting to see this come to light now maybe if it was like early last year mid last year I would have been like oh that's going to be pretty big but I'm not sure how big Among Us is at this particular point I just kind of see it like die down a lot it's not really well again maybe with my kiddos maybe out there it's still huge with all sorts of communities because that's usually an ignorant viewpoint to look out of like hey well in my world I'm not seeing it so it must not be like I've made that mistake a couple different times like I remember when I said yeah Xenoverse is dead why are they still adding DLC and the Dragon Ball Xenoverse community tore my ass up so you never know but ultimately yeah they're doing an Among Us manga I don't see myself checking this out, but hey, if there's some Among Us fans out there that you want to read a manga about, you know, what what is it that they do? The Hide and Seek or some shit like that? I, again, I'm very, very uninformed about Among Us. I just know it's a mobile game. My kiddos used to play it. They don't play it no more. And now they're doing a one-shot manga. Why not? Although it would have been even more funnier if it was actually going to Besatsu Shonen Magazine. As like, hey, we're gonna pad Attack on Titan left the magazine. But, yo, we got Among Us in here now. That would have been funny. But it's in Besatsu Koro, Koro which it's not the same magazine so yeah okay people next up we got the top 50 best-selling manga of the week and i'm not gonna lie because i did spoil myself and i saw what the top 10 was looking like and there's a series in particular and i'm gonna give you guys actual factual stats so you guys can see exactly what i'm talking about that it does feel like not even just that series in general, but a few series, and it might be due to the times. It might be due to a variety of different reasonings, but I'm starting to notice like a decline in quite a few different series minus the top dogs that are exploding right now, but we'll talk about it when we get there because we got to start off with from 50 to 41. We got World End Harem Fantasia with 21,000. Berserk still in the top 50. It slid down a lot. That's a big shame. I thought that it would have rocked in the top 20 for a while or something like that, but... Uh, doing 21,000. Bringing his total to 160,000. Kaguya's Summer Lovers Love is War. Spikes Family. 22,000. Uh, Darwin's Game. That's still running dope. Uh, Mission Yozakura Family. Volume 11. In 6 days. That's not the greatest debut. I'll be honest with you. Uh, debuting at number 42. at 27,000. In 6 days. Uh, then we got places 40 through 31. Kaiju no be, Volume 5. Still standing in the top 50. Uh, with 30,000 more this week. Bringing his total to 655,000. One Piece 101 with 32,000 this week Still hanging in there 1.6 mil A whole bunch of Jujutsu Kaisen From 36 to 32 Is Jujutsu Kaisen volumes And expect to see a whole bunch of them in here for at the very least the next couple months while Jujutsu Kaisen Zero runs in theaters because it's just that damn big and then at number 31 New Prince of Tennis volume 35 in 6 days 33,000 which Prince of Tennis has been going on for ages man it's still doing things uh, then volumes 30 through 21 again more Jujutsu Kaisen I'm not sure what the heck Kawaii Takejai Nai Shikimori San I have no idea what that is Shumatsu no Valkyrie AK Record of Ragnarok 35,000 still standing in there after what has been 21 days okay Day. Sakamoto Days, Volume 5, 6 Days, 36,000. I want to see Sakamoto Days to the moon, man. I'm catching up with Sakamoto Days, and if, if you don't follow me on Twitter, I w- I've been talking about it here and there. I'm just having so much fun with Sakamoto Days. It gives me a little bit of a vibe of like Gintama in a way, like the you know the trio that do these weird, not necessarily odd jobs because it's mainly just trying to save Sakamoto's life. And I'm getting too into a review here. Just Sakamoto Days is awesome. I gotta talk about it sometime in a big video. Shoutouts to everybody there and drop a like for sakamoto days baby okay and then 25 through 21 again more jujutsu kaisen as i said part for the course that movie is doing some numbers over there in japan then 20 through 11 more jujutsu kaisen at 2019 world and harem volume 14 and six days forty-one thousand. a lot of people have been telling me that i should check out world and harem the anime so I might. I've heard some interesting things about it. And there's like two episodes. So maybe later tonight, I'll pop on some Worlds and Harem. <laughs> if you know, you know. We got Ayakashi Triangle Volume 7 in six days, 42,000. That's not bad at all. Jujutsu Kaisen. Again, god damn. Uh, the Elusive Samurai Volume 4, 50,000 in six days. Not bad, not bad. I thought, it, I thought Elusive Samurai was going to start doing more like into the 80s and whatnot. Because it was starting to boost up. But again, this is another victim of what I've been noticing recently where... A lot of the bigger series, as it's been going, are starting to dip a bit in sales when they were initially in an upward trajectory. So it's kind of interesting to note. Then we got uh, Kimetsu Gakuen, which is a spin off gag series about Demon Slayer, is one of the few that are still running right now so technically this is like demon slayer's only manga that is going and of course there's a cash cow and in six days this little gag spinoff 53 000 copies that is that is astronomical for a gag spinoff in what is it in psycho jump magazine that that's big that's big uh then top 10 number 10 tokyo Revengers, volume 25 still standing strong after 24 days in top 10 with Fifty-seven thousand, 000 bringing his total 869 it will not leave the top 50 without hitting that million i can assure you uh number nine whoa that that's <laughs> shocking to see kinukuman aka ultimate muscle with fifty-nine thousand. copies. when did they drop ultimate muscle volume that's that's insane uh jujutsu kaisen zero in there fifty-six thousand. again people are gonna run out and get that book man that movie it's it's doing numbers i keep saying it uh number six blue box volume three 73, 000, six days pretty freaking good i keep hearing great things about it Uh, Then, number five, in six days, the latest Boruto offering, volume 16, 73,408. And that's not necessarily great for boruto per se if i'm being honest it's like it's alright, it's good i'd imagine it's like probably close to what the last one but i'd feel and i'd have to check because i don't have the numbers for this boruto volume in particular so i'm not going to cement it and say 100% this is what it is but it feels like a dip from the previous one and i really like that cover i don't care then moving on place four jujutsu kaisen yet again with volume 17 81,000, and then top three and this one right here, y'all know I'm a very big fan of it, so I always like to give a little bit of an extensive coverage to it. Black Clover Volume 31, 94,006 days. Now, those numbers aren't bad per se, but I did a little comparison. I dug up what the last volume did in seven days. It had a full seven days. The last volume with Gaja on the cover of Volume 30 did 113,418, and... Color me crazy, but I don't see that if Black Clover had that extra day, it would have did another 20K. I just don't see that, especially considering it had all those days. It probably wasn't gonna do an extra 20k to match up or even surpass what volume 30 did so definitely a decline for black clover it's a shame that cover looks awesome black clover has been hitting especially the last few chapters been insane but yeah black clover it seems like it's in a downward trajectory and and it sucks man it really sucks to say but like i've been looking at some of the yearly numbers as well and it's kind of been staying for the most part in like the same type of position maybe you could argue like a slight very very small dip but for the most part it's been maintaining yearly so that's a good Thing, but in terms of comparing what this did like to the last one, I mean, you could argue hey, that was October. October is a big month where a lot of people go shopping, Christmas gifts, and whatnot, so maybe that's why it did better. But we gotta wait and see, depending on what volume 32 does, then we will know for sure where it's at. Uh, then number two, Dr. Stone 131,000 shout outs to Dr. Stone, and number one, Jujutsu Kaisen back up at number one with 255,000, bringing his total 1.4 mil, the latest volume. Um, Yeah, that was the top 50 best-selling manga of the week. Some interesting numbers there. Um, Hopefully, things pick up because even the Weekly Shonen Jump unofficial account has been saying that some of these numbers definitely feel stagnant from the last one. And they said that with the last releases as well. So, yeah. Next up, something I just wanted to briefly touch up on. It says here, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure by Hirohiko Araki on the cover of the upcoming Spur Magazine issue 3 and the art Oh my god, it got Jolene Cujo. She's wearing a shirt that says Mew, and it's kind of like, what is that? Is that see-through? Oh shit, it's a see-through. You see, like, she got a tank top under. then she got this dress. Like, yo, Hirohiko Araki, on his off time, when he's not doing Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, why doesn't he work for, like, Gucci? He should be, like, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Balenciaga. All of these big companies should have Hirohiko Araki designing their clothing, because, like, look at that. She straight up looks like a model, and she's a Jojo's character that kicks major freaking tail. Shoutouts to Jolene Kujo. This magazine... I wouldn't mind having it just to have that cover. I would frame this shit. That's how awesome this looks like. Hirohiko Araki, a beast at clothing design. Holy shit. And again, did I say, uh, I I hope I didn't forget to mention uh, Jolene Kujo for the win, baby. Look at her that's my gal yeah next up let's talk quickly about some fingers (laughs) so this was something that i found interesting i wanted to kind of joke around with you guys and show you guys it says here on yahoo japan there was a product that somebody recently had screenshotted and i saw it and it was of some earphones of sukuna's fingers so essentially it's like these earbuds that you're sticking your ears and hanging out the side of your ears would be these giant sukuna fingers and i'd imagine the audio is probably garbage because that's usually when they do things like this they just take a shitty pair of earphones and then just add whatever aesthetic to sell it off as like a product i ain't gonna lie i i when it comes to my jet i don't care you hate it or love it or whatever i'm gonna do what i think is dope and i'd find that hilarious to go to the gym and just be like yo i got my sakunas on dog but i'd imagine the audio probably terrible so it'd be like a waste but i'd probably buy them literally just to have them in the box of like yo look at these it might go up in value someday who knows because it's so freaking weird but yeah audio quality is probably terrible so it's like. buy it if you just want like something cool and you want to just freak people out from time to time because yeah it could also double as it looks something weird else but we ain't gonna talk about that either way Sukuna's fingers if you want them they're out there it, it says what file web i'm not sure if that's the the site where they're selling it or the the vendor or whatever but it's just bizarre but i don't know fascinating at the same time like i kind of want them like imagine somebody just staring at you like yo dog you got fingers crawling out of ears what's going on <laughs> Shoutouts to Jujutsu Kaisen uh Sukuna's fingers. Yeah, definitely not the gourmet meal you were looking for. Okay, next up so I believe this already took place in the Demon Slayer anime, but according to this it says that Kakashi's voice actor will join the Demon Slayer cast for one of the latest episodes. It says here Kazuhiko Inoue who is known for voicing Kakashi, Cars and Gilliard will voice an unknown swordsman in the Demon Slayer anime. And I want to say that was like either last episode or the episode before that and that is so dope. I love this that shit I ain't gonna lie like I'm already I've been doing this for so long talking about anime reviewing anime and stuff like that that like if I hear Jiraiya's voice actor I immediately it doesn't matter what character what anime or whatever I oh my god that's him that's him I know immediately like the certain voice actors that I could spot them from a mile away I don't know if I'd be able to spot Kakashi because to be honest with you if they didn't point this out I wouldn't have known like oh shit that's Kakashi so uh kudos to the talent and I guess also is to my inability because at the end of the day I'm not you know a native Japanese speaker so I'm not gonna immediately catch up on it but yeah uh kakashi's voice actor in the demon slayer anime why not and it's playing uh this unknown swordsman that yeah pretty interesting guy and while we're on the topic of demon slayer they just released a new key visual for the demon slayer anime it says here uzui and tanjiro use all their strength in this new demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba entertainment district arc key visual as the fight between uzui tanjiro and the gang and the upper rank six demons daki and gutaro continue in the newest episodes of demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba's and entertainment district arc with a new key visual for the arc being released today drawn by anime studio ufotable alongside a trailer promoting the art and the reveal of who is voicing upper rank six gyutaro and i'm not even gonna lie this art looks so freaking sick uzui you got tanjiro and then you got the two demons and yo <laughs> this right here should be a dvd cover a blu-ray cover or whatever it just looks amazing incredible and this arc has been incredible it just really freaking sucks i gotta every time i say it, i don't care i'm gonna repeat myself again they wasted so much valuable time and assets on that freaking Mugen Train re-adaptation that we did not need. We had the Mugen Train in the theaters and I would have loved more of this banging ass season of Demon Slayer. It's so freaking good. Like, oh, but yeah. A uh, New visual and Kakashi's voice actor will be voicing or has already voiced the Unknown Swordsman in Demon Slayer. Okay, people, and last story of the episode. And I gotta admit I was wrong on something. I was wrong because initially I want to say it was like maybe two or three episodes ago here on Forever news i reported that a new my hero academia game was coming out and it is coming out and it is called ultra rumble that's all true and the aesthetics still seem like they're reused assets from one's justice so all of that i was correct i was incorrect of saying that oh, it looks like the the typical is a, another Battle Royale game. Who cares? Because I actually finally got to see they released like 20 minutes of gameplay of somebody playing the game. And it's very interesting that they're going in a different direction. Now, mind you, the gameplay itself doesn't look great. And again, they're reusing assets or whatever. So those are two strikes against it, but it looks fun. Like it, it's not a Battle Royale classic type of game. It kind of gives you a vibe of, to a certain degree, like, fortnite free roamish you gotta see it to believe it to even understand what i'm talking about but it looks like it's not the greatest game but you get a couple of pals and you hop on this thing and because it's free to play this could be huge like you already know there's a major crossover between anime fans and like gamers and whatnot a whole bunch of kids that maybe they love fortnite but they're a little bit tired of it they see this game that kind of resembles fortnite in a lot of ways like i saw like the portal that like you know when you, you gotta be in there if now you get timed out or whatever in the zone i said portal the zones or away- whatever whatever like it kind of looked like that and at the same time like everybody's just like i don't know it just looks really fun i think i would actually have a pretty decent time playing this game so i was wrong in saying oh it's another shitty game like the gameplay doesn't look great but it just looks like a fun experience it's something different like i'm glad and even though i shit it on the breakers as well i want to be clear like they don't look like great games they look like fun games and I'm all for like you don't gotta look the greatest you don't have to have the best graphics the gameplay doesn't have to be the most awesome for me because I'm not a hardcore gamer I just want to have fun like I remember when I was younger that was one of the big things about video games is just I want to have fun and that looks like breakers looks like fun it just doesn't look like a great game this looks like fun doesn't look like a great game but this is free to play baby you know I'm gonna hop on that one and have a, a a decent time at the very least hopefully they fix some of the mechanics though because again the gameplay doesn't look the greatest and i will like a little bit of a couple of tweaks there but either way i'm actually more on board with this game than i thought i would be it's free to play it looks fun it's something different i'm excited and i think it also has a little bit of an extended character roster so that's going to be nice too i know a lot of people watching this right here are going to be very i want to say maybe up in arms about or just in general at the very least is going to get you out of your chair and a little bit intrigued because i can safely say that majority of people here do not like censorship they don't want censored stuff they don't want the content that they're reading watching all of that good stuff to be censored however there's been a bit of an uproar and a lot of people have been telling me to talk about it so here we're going to get into it regarding a certain manga that has recently been straight up Censored to the point of being skipped over being published in English over here in North America in the West And I'm not sure in every other location But I do know for a fact that over here in the West they have straight up skipped over now two Chapters of this manga and a lot of people are very upset and saying yo, we're really going down the censorship road uh, Yeah in case you want to hear about it a manga called Ayakashi Triangle is from one of the creators of Two love room massive fan service series and honestly when i heard about ayakashi triangle and just seen a few images and you know checked out a chapter so i was like oh okay so more fan service gotcha and i'm pretty sure that the people that licensed ayakashi triangle for you know release over here in the west probably had somewhat of an idea that oh okay it's an etchy story it's you know a lot of fan service and all that jazz so to be fair the people that you know when they came in i'm sure they knew for the most part what they were getting themselves into in terms of Fan service. There's going to be a lot of all sorts of, you know, slight nudity and stuff like that. Probably, you know, depending on where you're going to release it, you're going to have to have extra eyes on releasing this manga. But based on the contents of chapters 74 and 75, they have straight up omitted releasing these chapters over here in the West. It started off with 74 alone. The unofficial Weekly Shonen Jump account had posted, it seemed Manga Plus has skipped Ayakashi Triangle's chapter 74 publication in both english and spanish due to its heavy nsfw content the series should resume as scheduled on january 16th so january 16th came and went and when you go to the manga plus app and you click on it to you know read the next chapter okay they skipped over a chapter and whatnot um they said that they're not publishing chapter 75 either so they're straight up omitting two chapters of the manga now i want to say this i remember when it came to chainsaw man there was a certain type of situation that was somewhat similar to this with a couple of chapters in particular i remember one for sure there might have been another instance of it where they straight up couldn't publish the chapter in the app the shonen jump app but they published it on the viz media website and it was because it was massive nudity and fan service in it so i was like it's understandable to a certain degree but i mean come on you know it's like some devils doing some wild shit at the of the day but you know i right, whatever you know you got at the very least you're putting it that it's available over there on the website however again with this ayakashi triangle situation there's just no release for it i gotta say this because i did take a look at a couple of panels from i forget if it was 74 or 75 but i will say that some of it does feel a little suspect and i could imagine that the partners behind the people that you know published this or whatnot, the people that got the rights to release it in the west probably were looking at it like this is the type of stuff that could get us canceled or get us in some serious trouble if it got to mainstream media because the the content itself is just really explicit showcasing explicit scenes with a character that looks Not just the regular, like, you know what I'm saying? Sakura, Haruno, and Shippuden, Lucy Hart, Not that type. Way younger than that. Like, promised Neverland type of age in situations that they shouldn't be. So, morally, I'm not even gonna lie. When I saw that, I was like, Okay, I kind of understand it. And again, maybe this is a different type of mindset because I'm a lot more older and I'm mature to situations that I could kind of understand. Yeah, you probably don't want to publish that because it comes across as beyond just lewd. Again, characters that... Are modeled to kind of look like older characters or whatnot. There's a little bit of a grayer area. It's like, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like they drawing them that way, even though still there's a certain side eye that you're gonna give if people are like, Yo, the 12-year-old that look, you know what I'm saying? So there's that, but then there's this situation where I'm kind of like not necessarily agreeing with censorship because hey, how about you just omit those pages or at the very least censor those pages maybe in one section and fans can go and click on a link that'll take them to an uncensored thing if they really need to see it or whatnot kind of finding some sort of weird happy medium I guess right but no they're straight up omitting chapters entire chapters where some fans are even saying like yo there's content aside from the terribly bad things that they're showcasing that actually has some substance to the story and character development so fans are upset about it. Again I'm not a fan of it so it's kind of hard for me to even come in and say like yo like I don't have a fan bias and honestly from what I did see I was not a fan of of like yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at with the situation right now some fans are very upset about the censorship um, and they're pretty much just skipping over two chapters entirely like I said I think if you did need to censor it because of the nature of the content itself and the fact that you got it standing next to a whole bunch of other different juggernauts that could jeopardize your IPs or whatnot probably have it on a whole separate thing if you can't even put it on let's just say like Viz would put it on their website whatnot, put it just somewhere else maybe even have uh, the initial one censored And then if they click links, they could maybe get it uncensored or something. Like that's the best happy medium I could get because I understand that people don't like censorship, but also you got to look at it from the business side of things. And are people really going to jeopardize? Hey, you know, let's publish this. And it might jeopardize the fact that, you know, the rights keepers to this series and that series might say, oh no, it's getting a bad rep. You putting our stuff next to that. We got to pull our titles away from you. Then that could really create a mess. And we don't want that either because again, mainstream media has gotten and involved when it comes to things like this. Like, things like that can actually make it to mainstream and can get things canceled and a whole bunch of things can happen. Which I guess is also a byproduct of what some people were saying of like, hey, anime's become mainstream now, manga's become mainstream now. These are some of the consequences. So, yeah, very, very... Um delicate situation a lot of people are upset and i'll keep you guys in the loop if they decide to skip any more chapters but as it stands right now they straight up omitted two chapters in a row uh, for ayakashi triangle okay people next up for bleach fans we got a little bit of news here regarding the fan club that Kubo has created Uh, a lot of people thought that okay it was maybe going to be a limited run or it was really unsure exactly what was going to happen with this i'd imagine because of the level of success that it was going to continue going anyway but according to this it says Taite Kubo's official fan club club outside will continue in 2022 the main visual for the first time in 2010. recruitment of new members will start on January 18th we will deliver a lot of content such as original comics information of animation bleach broadcast this year limited goods and so on and with it came this poster this really awesome image that was designed if I'm not mistaken this picture of ichigo himself uh, was designed by Taite Kubo drawn by Taite Kubo and, yeah, it looks really dope. And, again, they're just continuing on the excitement. I'm not going to lie. I wish they had this over here, like, and translated this over here into English for this Club Outside event because, I mean, there, there's people that actually are subscribed to this and, you know, more power to them and whatnot. But I would love to be able to get insight on, you know, what Taite Kubo has to say and kind of just have it all, whether it be on an app or a website. I think a lot of these Japanese mangaka, really, if they just looked into it and they just thought, like, Oh, snap, like I could actually in other markets outside of Japan really make some money make some moves like if taita kubo had his own official website in the west you telling me there wouldn't be a shit ton of people that would pay you know $4.99 let's just say over here just to have like hey a translated version of his club outside and these official releases and if let's just say some of the licensors want to be broken off a piece or whatnot he can you know deal with them there but ultimately this is really dope and there's again official merch that he has that you can only get from being a part of that club outside official art from bleach updates on the anime things Titan Kubo has to say. And uh yeah, this is going to be a big big year for Bleach and uh this Club Outside is continuing on. I'd imagine the closer we get to the Bleach anime returning and when the Bleach anime returns, Tite Kubo's Club Outside is probably going to skyrocket and memberships and people signing up and just wanting to be a part of all this because this is the year for Bleach. But yeah people Tite Kubo's Club Outside event will continue on into 2022. And again this really awesome image of Ichigo. You can tell that Tite Kubo was having fun doing like the- Digital colored art now. Like, I think we'll probably see more of it moving forward because now he's starting to get a hang of it and just kind of seems like he's having fun with it. Okay, people, next up, we had reported on this story as we've been following it a few episodes ago on Forever News, but it continues to get massive and, dare I say, pun intended, colossal with what is happening of the level of success thanks to Attack on Titans Final Season Part 2. The opening, the rumbling by Sim, is exploding even more more so than we could have imagined. I think we had just said that it was like four days and it hit like 10 or 11 million views. Well, according to this, Pony Canyon had thanked everybody because in nine days, the Attack on Titan final season part two opening got 20 million views on YouTube. And probably, I don't know, maybe like 20,000, 40,000 of those is straight up from me. (laughs) Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I just tweeted out again on Twitter the other day of, yo dog, I need like the full version of this. And I want to say they actually just announced that the band they're filming the music video for the song. So maybe we'll get the full version of it within the next couple weeks or a month or something like that. But yeah, it did 20 million views on YouTube. And it's interesting because I thought honestly, when it came out that a lot of people were going to just all be on the same boat. And there are a lot of people that are on the same boat, but I thought like it was going to be a unanimous thing in terms of, yo, this is the opening dog. This shit is incredible. But there's a lot of people because of the heavy metal elements, the screaming and stuff like that, that dog don't particularly care for the opening some are downright saying and disrespecting that it is terrible and to those people i say i respect your opinion but i strongly strongly disagree because yeah some of the heavy metal scenes maybe it's a little bit off-putting but my god when it gets down to just straight up singing it, it's amazing if i lose it all slipping for oh d- d- don't get finep started on that singing though y'all know what i'm about to do if i get into that singing bag but yeah people uh the rumbling 20 million views in nine days for the opening that is very very freaking huge okay and attack on titan it's going out with a bang it just continues to keep on hitting milestone after milestone we'll see where everything is all said and done when the season ends because a lot of people are theorizing all sorts of crazy stuff but yeah i'm getting uh, ahead of myself Uh, attack on titan 20 million the rumbling nine days awesome okay people next up world trigger fans a lot of y'all were really appreciative of me covering some of the events of what's going down with world trigger well something really big and unfortunate recently happened with world trigger and of course it was out of control of you know the people behind world trigger and all that jazz because according to this it says world trigger season 3's finale was rescheduled to next weekend after delay due to the tsunami alert the official twitter account for the world trigger anime announced on sunday evening that the 14th and final episode of the third season will now air on Saturday January 22nd at 25.30 which would be what like 3.30 effectively Sunday January 23rd uh, okay 1.30 a.m or Saturday January 22nd at 11.30 a.m EST the episode was to have aired on Sunday at 1.30 a.m on TV Asahi and its affiliates but the station preempted their programming due to special news bulletins the anime's twitter account confirmed the delay 23 minutes later TV Asahi's Numa animation programming block had already scheduled the Salaryman's Club anime to premiere in World Trigger's third season time slot next week however the Salaryman's Club anime website announced on Sunday that the anime's premiere has been delayed to Saturday January 29th at 25.30 effectively Sunday January 30th at 1.30am an underwater volcano in the South Pacific island nation of Tonga erupted on Saturday at about 5pm and the Japan Meteorological Agency issued a tsunami warning for Amami Island and the Tokata Islands in the southwestern prefecture of Kagoshima the agency then issued an advisory for almost all of Japan's east coast and specifically warned of waves as high as three meters in the northeastern prefecture of Iwate. Amame Oshima Island reported a 1.2 meter wave at 11:55 p.m on Saturday evening and yeah really bad stuff obviously they made the right call because yo people shouldn't be worried about world trigger when very, very horrible things like that is approaching or could potentially you know leave some massive damage obviously japan has been hit and rocked with some tsunamis in the past so yeah they definitely made the right call and at the very least now you know fans will still be able to watch the world trigger episode in another few days but yeah for the people that were wondering like oh man you know they stopped world trigger what's happening are they going to air the final episode it will be coming out on the 22nd so you can look forward to that but, yeah people world trigger delay due to the tsunami warnings and and you'll still be able to watch it on the 22nd. Okay, people, next up, I just quickly wanted to cover this story because I found it hilarious. I've been holding on to it for a little bit now, waiting for the right time. Like, where's a good episode where I could just kind of let off a good laugh? Uh, because according to this, it says, Los Angeles police officers fired for playing Pokemon Go during robbery in progress. LA Police Department officers Luis Lozano and Eric Mitchell were fired for playing Pokemon Go instead of responding to a call regarding a robbery in progress on April 2017. Whoa, this is an old one. Why are they bringing this up now? This incident came to public attention when the former officers submitted a petition to the California Courts of Appeal. The court denied their appeal as reported in an official court document filed last Friday. So this is many years later that they filed an appeal. According to the document, the former officers were working as partners on a footbeat patrol on April 15, 2017, when the patrol supervisor heard a call for a robbery in progress at Crenshaw Mall. He attempted to radio Lozano and Mitchell's unit for backup but received no response upon questioning the officers lied that they had not heard the call a digital in-call video system recording revealed that not only had the unit received the call it had been situated only a short distance from the scene of the crime the officers extensively discussed pokemon gold during the beat with lozano declaring at one point that he was trying to catch a snorlax on the way to the snorlax location. mitchell said that a togetic popped up and the two agreed to hunt the togetic together so yeah people um again i don't know wow did the appeal take this long like the did it take five years for them to come back with it or did they just recently say hey you know i want to i want to get back on the force let me appeal some shit that happened in 2017 because that's just really bizarre that some officers that were fired five years ago just was like yo we're peeling this shit now. And, yo, that is freaking insane, dog. Like, you let a robbery go down because you're trying to catch a Snorlax and a Togetic in Pokemon Go. I mean, 2017 sounds about the time, more or less, that people were still very heavy into Pokemon Go. Like, I know a few people that still play it, but it's not nowhere close to as big as it was back in, like, 2016 and 2017. But goddamn, dog, you slacked off on the job as an officer to go... Well, who knows what'll happen, but... Uh, goddamn, that Snorlax better have been worth it, I guess, huh? Imagine they didn't catch either of them. Oh my god. Okay, people, next up, a couple of pieces of Undead Unluck news. For starters, Undead Unluck's second popularity poll is now up. So you can vote for the characters that you like and all of that good stuff. Which, I think it's about time a few different series, if I'm not mistaken. I think Marshall just announced its first one. And now, Undead Unluck announced its second one. And also, Undead Unluck by Yoshifumi Tazuka will get a novel and a complete full-color release digitally in Japan which is very, very interesting. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, when are they going to get an anime announcement? Imagine they pulled a Siren. In case you've never heard of Siren, it was a really popular manga. A lot of people knew about it over there in Japan. It was in Shonen Jump, and it lasted 130 chapters. Like crazy, and never got an anime. Until this day, people are like, why? Well, I did see what the sales looked like, and the sales didn't look all that impressive to be honest with you but either way i hope undead unlock doesn't go that way which i don't think they are because if they're doing popularity polls and all that jazz like yeah that's probably just my anxiety speaking of like it's not gonna happen it didn't happen at jump festa but yeah they had big guns at jump Festa, as i've said many times and that's probably why the news for undead unlock and marshall and a few others wasn't all that impressive because probably saving it to give its own you know separate big announcement that isn't clouded by oh bleach oh chainsaw man but yeah and on luck popularity polls second one and uh they're still making waves with novel adaptations stuff like that so who knows maybe soon anime eventually early 2023 release mm. next up black clover fans in case you don't remember it was announced that a black clover game was coming to mobile after i want to say it was last year maybe a couple years ago they had canceled the black clover mobile game that was out for a bit now it wasn't doing well well they announced another one at jump Festa and the graphics and gameplay look like god damn it that could be a console game what the hell are you doing putting it on mobile and recently they released a whole bunch of different shots from the game for starters we got a few of william von Gents, as you can see him just there then we got william von Gents with fuego leon in another shot then right here you got some of the character attributes so it definitely looks like very impressive of like you level up the characters, and I, I can't stress enough the visuals right here. This one of William Fonjins with like the rainbow around them and stuff like that really looks sick. And then a few more other screenshots from the game one of Noelle and her character stats, another one of austin and his character stats. Uh, luck, which I wonder how does this work? Like, are you forced to play as austin I, I play with luck, I ain't gonna lie, I run around as luck unless you get to play as Yami, which I highly doubt they're gonna let you play as a captain. But if you can play as Yami or young Yami don't ask who i'm playing as you already know dog like you know what i'm saying and then another one of you know as well and i'm not even gonna lie dog this game is looking like my, my favorite gotcha mobile game of all time it's still bleach it's still Bleach brave souls that has been my favorite of all of them like i loved dokkan dragon ball z dokkan battle Bleach brave souls just was always a better experience it always felt like man it's like just chibi character running around but it's so freaking dope and i loved collecting the cards and all that shit like that was really really awesome and still is it's just that like i had did everything there is to do on there i played every level every mode everything you know what i'm saying so i was kind of caught up on that at that point this black clover if it's even a molecule close to that Bleach brave souls we're gonna have a problem i'm gonna have a problem i'm not gonna be able to put this down because the graphics are great it looks really awesome rpg-ish and In general it's black clover greatness baby let's go okay people and last story of the episode we got the weekly shonen jump author comments it's been a little bit since we've talked about it let's see what our favorite authors in the magazine are up to for starters we got shoha Shoten, which is the new manga from well it's two creators but one of the creators was the artist of death note and platinum end and bakuman uh but the author the one that's writing it said akinari asakura volume one is now on sale in japan please check it out story storyboards with my hellish art are also included so it seems as though he did the storyboards similar to like if you remember masashi kishimoto what he did with samurai 8 that he wrote it did storyboards and then allowed the artist to you know recreate it and do all of that good stuff so that's probably what happened and then oba or obata i forget which one is the artist Came in and you know, did finished up the art and whatnot. Uh, then we got Ayashimon, Yujikaku. Oh my god, Ayashimon has been banging chapter after chapter. I just gotta throw that in there. Uh, my 2022 New Year's resolution is to be able to write the comments here effortlessly. Shout outs to Yujikaku, awesome, awesome, awesome. So far, eight chapters in. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, gege Akutami. Y'all yeah, know how I feel about Jujutsu Kaisen. The movie is now in theaters. I secretly went to watch it along with the opening comments on the first day. And it's kind of hilarious when I read this because I kind of took a little one over on a couple of these comments. And and I would freak out if I knew what Gage Akutami looked like, of course. But I would freak out more if I just happened to be in a theater and ran into Gage Akutami. More so than, like, you know, the whole thing of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, how they snuck into the Spider-Man thing. Nothing against them because, again, I love Spider-Man, all that stuff. Ultimate Spider-Man was my shit back in the day. But, like, yo, know, I'm, you know, fan of all that jazz. But obviously, I'm a manga dude. I'm an anime dude. And if I ran into Gage Akutami, I'd probably scream, Aah! Oh my god, please! Ah! Something like that. We got Aichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. I want to become an adult who can walk into a sushi restaurant alone and order a drink and some fish before quietly leaving. Oda sounds like with all of these comments that of him wanting to do normal things, it reminds me of like Eminem, how Eminem used to say that. It almost felt like his fame and his success and his stardom trapped him in a, in a cage of not being able to do normal things. And that's what it sounds like with Oda. Because remember, Oda doesn't show his face no more, but his face is out there. And for the most part, people are going to recognize Aichiro Oda, the creator of one of the biggest, no, I'm sorry, biggest biggest manga of all time and sometimes i I just almost feel a little bit bad for oda when i read these things because it comes across as like somebody that they just want to be normal and because of how successful one piece is and will continue to be He can't be. We got My Hero Academia's creator, Kohei Horikoshi. I think I'm about to be awakened to the fun of being on a call while working. So I'm looking for a partner. I'm going to become an on-call geezer. Alrighty then. Dr. Stones Boichi. I'm proud that the location of James Webb Space Telescope will be at the same place where the comet is in Byakuya. Shout outs to him. Uh, Black Clover's author, Yuki Tabata. I was watching Tamori Club and someone who used to draw the background for Black Clover showed up. Long time, no see. That's so weird how like, you know, they have different people coming in on their you know work life and whatnot well that's happened with me too so hey we got Hajime Komodo author of Martial Magic and Muscles I suddenly have a stigmatism I really feel old now life passes you in the blink of an eye man I'm, I'm sending you positive vibes that's not you know something to joke about holy shit and yeah people those were all the author comments we have from Weekly Shonen Jump but something about Oda's comments and the fact that it's very reminiscent of a lot of the comments he's been saying lately of I want to do normal things I want to go to a restaurant and enjoy myself I want to be able to go and have a drink and just leave quiet Kind of makes me feel a bit sad for him. Every single year, there's always massive outrage and people just very upset with the results of the Crunchyroll anime awards that is pretty much like the biggest anime awards over here in the west that I'm aware of obviously I know I did my top anime of 2021 picks over here so if you want you can go check out that video see what I picked for the best anime of 2021 however they have multiple different categories so we're gonna go through each of them give my opinions my takes what I feel they missed out on in general for the nominees no. <laughs> for these actual categories and then i think i forget and then i want to say within a few days sometime next week if i'm not mistaken they're going to be revealing the results and we'll cover those in another video but these are the nominees and so let's take a look and see if they for the most part got it right in terms of the series that deserve to be in each category quick disclaimer before we get into the awards there were a couple of anime that will not be unfortunately within the nominations they aren't allowed because of the time frame that they came in so there will be no jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean that will probably be if it is nominated in the next awards because it came out in december likewise with the demon slayer latest stuff with the entertainment district because that started after the closing as well and i believe they said a uh, Gret season four so those three won't be included which two of the three is some stuff that i'm really especially jojo's jojo's would have been in there fam jojo's was in my top 10 of 2021 so very unfortunate that jojo's and demon slayer because oh my god it's been insane but maybe next year so just want to throw that in there for people to you know in case they're like yo where's demon slayer where's jojo's demon slayer it would technically be the moving train stuff and who was really hype over the readaptation of moving train you know so first up let's take a look at best Film and one is Bell. I've never seen that one. Two Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. Three Demon Slayer Kimetsuno Yaiba the movie Mugen Train. Then there's four Jose the Tiger and the Fish. The Shiro Bako the movie and words bubble up like soda pop. Now, amongst these films, first of all, of course, you already know the biggest film, the most impactful, the most important film of all of these is clearly Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. One of the biggest, if I'm not mistaken, the biggest Japanese film of all time. Like, it just smashed records upon records. It clearly the biggest anime film by by leaps and bounds and just an anomaly in and of itself. But they're saying best film and in terms of a film i feel like for the most part a lot of people felt well one it was unfriendly to people that weren't familiar with the demon slayer anime itself like it pretty much is an arc that they adapted into a film so if you didn't watch demon slayer you might be a little bit lost also there were some complaints i heard that people were like the second half or the i guess the third quarter of it is the better parts of it and there was a lot of slower paced things but ultimately i'd honestly say that in terms of best film from this list of what i'm familiar with i probably honestly would have put either Demon Slayer or the evangelion film evangelion first of all that movie was a long time coming people waited eons and i know there was some mixed reviews here or there but for the most part it probably and and it's i guess unfair for me to say because i'm looking at it from an impactful standpoint i mean both of them are very high quality films in general in terms of the aesthetics the visuals all of that good stuff the music and everything but yeah if I had to pick from that list of the two films that I'm most familiar with um it would probably be Evangelion or Demon Slayer and I'd probably go with Demon Slayer just because it was just so much that I constantly talked about it and I re-watched it and I saw it in theaters and it was one hell of an experience and left me in tears so I probably would have picked Demon Slayer and then if it wasn't for Demon Slayer it probably would have gone to Evangelion because again that film was a long time coming Next category, Best Fantasy. So Best Fantasy Anime and nominees are Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Core 1. Ooh, very, very strong. Then there's Ranking of Kings. Oh my God, wait till y'all get that video from me. I have yet to talk about on video Ranking of Kings because I just marathoned and caught up to it recently. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime season two. A lot of people said that was dope. The Case Study of Vanitas, uh, To Your Eternity and wonder egg priority all of these were very impactful wonder egg priority minus the last episode because that's where you know kind of went left or whatnot but wonder egg was a big one to your eternity a big one the slime series people always talk about ranking of kings Oh my god. And Mushoku Tensei. Wow. This is a really, really stacked one. I'm not even gonna lie. So off-rip, because I'm unfamiliar, we're gonna remove the case study of Anitas. I guess I'm giving my opinion. I'm gonna remove that one. I'm unfamiliar with the slime series uh, as I've said many times. So I'm gonna remove that one. Not that I'm unfamiliar. I just I haven't gotten into it yet. But a lot of people tell me it's dope. So yeah. Then between Two Your Eternity, Wonder Egg, Ranking of Kings, and Mushoku. This is tough. I'm not gonna lie because I got a lot of recency bias with Ranking of Kings. But I I probably just being realistic because of how impactful it was to me and that I didn't miss an episode every single week to your eternity probably for best fantasy I gotta go with that Mushoku's first core was strong ranking of kings it's too hard for me to really say because I have so much recency bias that I will put it over a lot of things right now because I just caught up so I'm gonna go with to your eternity for best fantasy but Wonder Egg was awesome it was very trippy ranking of kings Mushoku all honestly that's a very very well put together best fantasy list like prop to the judges for putting that one together i really can't think of a better list than that i mean i'm sure there's gonna be an anime or two that i'm like oh yeah that one too but yeah i'm gonna rock with to your eternity for best fantasy anime next up we got best romance okay uh we got b stars we got fruits basket the final season don't toy with me miss nagatoro-san horimiya komi can't communicate and the duke of death and his maid now i'll be honest with you of these nominees um, I have yet to get into Komi can communicate. I will be, so I can't really judge that one. And I've heard some mixed things. Uh, likewise, holding Mia, the Duke of Death and his maid. I'm not familiar with either, so it's the top three that I'm familiar with. B Stars. Now, what are we talking about, B Stars? Um, because the first season was 2019, so I guess they're referring to B Stars season two. And B Star season two was a little bit disappointing for me. I'll be honest with you. Fruits Basket, the final season. I haven't ran through all of it yet, to be honest with you. And Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro-san was awesome but if i'm being objective at the same time like of this list it it would probably be and it's weird if it was just my own straight up hey this is what i saw this is what i probably i probably would go with don't toy with me but being objective just because i know how strong the source material is and i've been a fan for like ooh, what is it 11 12 years now it's probably going to be Fruits Basket because I heard it was flawless from you know start to finish and ultimately Fruits Basket is a legend and shit like that. So probably Best Romance would ideally go to Fruits Basket if I'm being objective and... Taking myself out of the situation because otherwise, over B Stars, I would put Don't Toy with Me, and Miss Nagatoro for season two of B Stars. Season one, B Stars was awesome. I was not the biggest fan of season two for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that's my take on best romance. I know, I know, I'm the action guy talking about romance, but believe it or not, before I started getting really heavy into action-oriented anime or whatnot, I was more so like into romance manga and romance anime. That's how I kind of started my journey. I was like balancing, like I'm watching Full Metal and Kodocha and Fruit Basket. I'm, you know, what I'm saying like I was. Dabbling back and forth. Uh next genre, next list, best drama anime, and these are the nominees. 86. A lot of people said that was hype. Fruits basket the final season again. Uh Kageki Shoujo. A lot of people said odd taxi as well. To your eternity and Wonder Egg Priority. Now, a lot of people said odd taxi was. Very, very big. And I I ain't gonna lie. Went through this list. It makes me feel like, did I watch a lot of anime? I really felt like I did, okay? I really felt like I watched so much anime in 2021. And then I'm looking at these lists and I'm like, well, I didn't watch this one. And I didn't watch that one. And I've been meaning to get to this one. But of this list for best drama... I'd imagine a lot of fans will probably run with 86, although the latest stuff I've kind of heard mixed reviews on. Again, I- I'd probably keep on picking To Your Eternity um, or Fruits Basket, one of those, if it was just me. Again, Wonder Egg Priority, it was a high. It was Like, the ending kind of messed things up, and it was really, really freaking trippy. So, shout-outs to Wonder Egg Priority. I don't want to keep on downplaying it because it was pretty excellent, especially the visuals up until the end. Um, but for that one, Best Drama, it's probably a toss-up between those four and probably it would be and again i'm trying to take myself out of it maybe 86 or odd taxi is probably what the masses would say for me again it probably have to be just to your eternity because yeah of the ones i've seen that was really really strong but yeah that's my take on best drama next up best comedy anime don't toy with me miss nagatoro heaven's design team Comey can't communicate. Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Odd Taxi. Again, I'd imagine a lot of the community probably rock with Odd Taxi. I didn't realize there was comedy to it, but... Um, I would probably have to go from that list with "Don't Toy Me, Miss Nagatoro." That shit was hilarious. Seeing her messing with senpai, that shit was funny as hell. So for that one, for me personally, it would go with "Don't Toy Me, Miss Nagatoro." Maybe the fans would agree with me. Maybe they'd ride with "Odd Taxi" or maybe something else on the list. But that's probably what I'd have to go with. "Don't Toy Me, Miss Nagatoro." That was—it was just funny. It was really, really funny and unexpected. To be honest with you, I didn't expect to enjoy it that much. I thought I would watch one or two episodes, see what the hubbub was about and then walk away i ended up staying for the whole show and being like that was a pretty good show and i'm glad season two has been announced but yeah a best comedy anime next up best action and here's where i feel like to a certain degree they did snub they snubbed black clover because if i'm not mistaken from what everybody's been telling me and i haven't gone through everything yet but black clover was not nominated for anything in these categories and i'm kind of like wait a minute no no black clover and then i'm looking at this list because this list for best action has attack on titan final season part one demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba mugen trade arc oh so that did get nominated for something jujutsu kaisen core two uh sss dynas Z- xenon vv fluorite eye song and wonder egg priority and for best action i'm rolling with jujutsu kaisen and i'm not even saying like hey take it no it was jujutsu kaisen's core two that was amazing the mugen train stuff mm, uh, attack on titan final season part one it had its moments but then season one isn't like season two in terms of the cg just wasn't quite right yet uh, but it was still strong, but yeah, best action, bar none, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, it just, it did it, uh, but VV Fluorite Eye Song was really strong too, honestly, of the bunch, I might even say it would be Jujutsu Kaisen, then VV, or Jujutsu Kaisen, and VV and Attack on Titan tied at number two, like, that's how I would go, straight up, and probably I'd even put, just keeping it real, um, VV over Titan, because VV didn't have those CGI problems that I remember, uh, would attack on Titan final season, but yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen core two of that list. I would put it there, but best action dog, where's Boruto? Like, we gotta stop, we gotta keep it real, okay? Like, I'm looking at my list, where's Boruto? Where's One Piece, Wano, Odin clashing against you know Whitebeard and shit like that? Where's that? Where's you know what I'm saying? With Black Clover, with Boruto, where's One Piece? I get it, they're ongoing, but they had some really awesome action that. Come on, dog! Like you, you playing with me? And Black Clover getting snubbed in general again in its last year of its run? That's ridiculous. So, uh, I'm starting to see a little. Uh. Next up, best ending sequence. I'm not too familiar, to be honest with you, with the endings. I usually check out by that point. But we have Attack on Titan: Final Season Part One, Shogeki by yuko ando we got b stars yasashi susui by Yoasobi. i, I want to say i'm saying that right uh shirogane by lisa demon Slayer, yo i ain't gonna lie that one was pretty freaking strong we got shadows house nai nai riona uh we got skate the infinity infinity by yuri and so i'm a spider so what Ganbare Kumoko san no team Watashi. And from those that I remember, I think Beastars was pretty dope too, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, Demon Slayers was. The Mugen Train stuff was very, very solid for the ending. So I'm going to roll with uh, Lisa uh, Shirogane. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, then rolling on from best ending sequence to best opening sequence. And oh, wow, they don't have because I, I was going to say even probably Mugen Train might have got opening sequence for me as well because I was really hyped all for that uh, we got Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1 Boku no Senso Shinsei Kamate-chan which is the band that did it I remember that was okay that opening it wasn't the greatest but it was okay Star's opening was pretty dope for that season ooh oh no no no, no. okay yeah Oh, this is so tough. But anyway, the next one's Jujutsu Kaisen Court 2's opening. I'm just gonna roll through, cause, like, yeah, pronouncing this, I sound terrible. Uh, Miss Kobayashi, Dragon Maid S, Odd uh, Taxi, and Tokyo Revengers for opening. I'm not even gonna lie, it's a toss up between. Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2 and Tokyo Revengers for best opening sequence because I actually have both of them and I listen to both of them on my spare time. So this is really tough and the visuals were pretty dope too. Again, Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1 was dope um man i'm not even gonna lie i probably still gotta go with jujutsu kaisen as much as i liked cry Baby, <laughs> yeah that shit is dope but that jujutsu kaisen dog in every way man yeah i'm gonna go with jujutsu kaisen but again dog you couldn't at least have put black clover in for best opening sequence like black clover had a really really strong one I'm just saying. I'm a little bit disgusted at the exclusion of Black Clover on here. I got to keep it real. Like, come on, and Nobody, I don't care. You want to come? Oh, it's me, or whatever. Okay, fine and dandy. That that has no bearing on the fucking opening that it had, the last opening. Oh, my God. Like, I just imagine in my head right now, Austin, as he's walking off, Buff and shit. The New world, Oh, my God. And I totally butchered it the way I sang it. But, yeah, that, that's robbery. Because it would have gone to Black Clover for me, personally. Then we got best VA performance in English. I, I can't really comment on that because I didn't really watch any of these in dub. I, I didn't really watch much dub in general. So I'm going to skip over that. I mean, I'll tell you the nominations. It's Fina, Pirate Princess, uh, Brittany Cox as Fina. Uh, Fruits Basket Final Season, Laura Bailey, oh, you know what, Yuji Tadori Adam McCarthy, Skate the Infinity, David Wald, uh, Wonder Egg Priority, that, Ana- oh shoot, okay, it either will be, and this is just straight up as, hey, I recognize their names and whatnot, it would either be Anaris Quinones from Wonder Egg Priority as Rika Kawaii, or Laura Bailey as Toru Honda in Fruits Basket, I'm going to tie it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Because Ana is freaking incredible. But Laura Bailey is a legend in voice acting. She's the voice behind Kid Trunks. Toru Honda. So, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie both of them for me, personally. Uh, Fruits Basket and when they're a Priority Tie. And, again, that's just straight up. No bearings on their performance in the show. It's more so, hey, I recognize them. They're pretty freaking awesome. Then, best VA performance in Japanese. Okay, this is where I could give my input on there. We got... Ayane Sakura as Gabby Braun in Attack on Titan Part 1. Oh god, could I could I give Gabby any props? Uh we got Yuki Kaji as Eren Yeager in Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. Kiyoshi Kobayashi Daisuke Jigen lupon the 3rd Part 6. Natsuki Hane. Oh man, but Natsuki Hane, he's pretty freaking awesome. And odd Taxi as Otto Odokawa, Aoi Yuki, Kumoko, so I'm a spider, so what? And Kanada, Aikawa, I, Ot. oh my god, I sound horrible saying these things. Uh, from Wonder Egg Priority, I'm giving it to Eren Jaeger, y- Yuki Kaji, hands down, period. Like Eren Jaeger, Eren freaking Jaeger for the win. And especially that was Core 1, he did his thing in Core 1, showing the change in Eren Jaeger as a character. So yes, Eren Yeager, best Japanese performance for me. Moving forward, we got best score. That's the music. We got Hiroyuki Sabano and Kota Yamamoto for 86. Ooh, Hiroyuki Sabano is a legend. We got Yuki, Kaijura, and Go Shina for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba's Train Arc. We got Mabanua for Megalobox 2 Nomad. Pumpei, Va, and OMSB for Odd Taxi. Satoru Kosaki for VV Fluorite Eye Song. Dede Mouse and Mito for Wonder Egg Priority. Again, this is based off of my experiences. Ooh, man, I see Yuki Sawa now. I so am tempted, and I might say like, hey probably the fans are gonna say 86 because I- i'd imagine hiroyuki sabano he never misses uh but for me personally Ooh, the score for the Mugen Train stuff was solid, but the score for Megalobox 2 Nomad, that they went in a more Hispanic-sounding, like, straight-out-of-Mexico type of vibe and everything, it was nailed. It was something different for anime. I got to go with Nomad. I got to go with Megalobox 2, like, straight-up. That was one of the important factors of what they did. Like, they made it all feel, like, a little bit different. Like, they're in Mexico. This is all Hispanic culture, Hispanic music, and the cues matched it very well, and it felt like... Oh wow, this is a different vibe from season one. All constructed and a lot of it had to do with the music. So I got to go with Megalobox. Best character design. We got Tadashi, Hiramatsu. Okay, the the best character designer, I'd imagine. Um, Then we got Baku, Kinoshita, and Hiromi, Nakayama, uh, Taxi, Atsuko, Nozaki, Ranking of Kings michironi chiba skate the infinity laundry flat studio and yuichi takahashi vv fluorite eye song and saki takahashi wonder egg priority Ooh. okay so while jujutsu kaisen had really strong art and all that jazz and i might even say yo that's in the running for me personally Ooh, ranking of Kings. ranking of kings if it was animation i probably would have gave it to ranking of kings for this category like strictly off animation but the character designs are very simplistic for that one and I i want to try to extract my bias as much as possible my recency bias i'm gonna go with vivi i'm gonna go with vivi because those character designs especially the detail in the eyes of vivi oh my god it was absolutely gorgeous so for best character design it's going to vivi for me period like that should just look the characters themselves look gorgeous so yeah that's a category i could definitely give to vivi then moving forward, okay, we, we, we're in the animation. Did they? Oh no, but there's no ranking of kings, of course. <laughs> Best animation Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba mugen Train Arc, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation Core 1, VB Floret Eye Song, and Wonder Egg Priority. Oh my god, this is really, really tough. And honestly, whichever one gets it, gets it but wow and i'm also noticing again there was some snubs for this one like where is again one piece wano was absolutely legendary where is boruto there was some incredible looking boruto. where's to your eternity on this list as well like there was a few that could have been on here for best animation and to be honest with you it's really tough and there's almost no wrong answer for best animation but it might be Mugen Train but it's just so unfair because most of those aesthetics were reused from a film so uh, honestly I, I'd probably throw damn what would I pick holy shit I'm gonna say Demon Slayer but it's really unfair because again that was, that was a movie turned into a, a TV series so that's so unfair but Jujutsu Kaisen was really strong um, and Vivi's animation was incredible as well so yeah it's by a cheat I would give it to Demon Slayer by cheating and using movies. So yeah. Best director. Yuichiro Hayashi, Attack on Titan, Final Season Part 1, Sung Hu Park, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, Yo Moriyama, Megalobox 2 Nomad, Baku Kinoshida, Odd Taxi, Shingo Natsume, Sunny Boy, And Shin Wakabayashi for Wonder Egg Priority. Best Director. Again, that's another tough one. Because the direction, I would argue, a lot of it that saved Attack on Titan, you know, switching studios and everything. The director probably did an amazing job. Again, Jujutsu Kaisen was just damn near perfect. And the direction was incredible as well. Megalobox 2. The director did a phenomenal job of setting the atmosphere and the dark tone of everything. And just the way it was put together. Odd Taxi. So many people would say Odd Taxi uh and wonder egg priority wow again there's really almost no wrong answer here i'm not familiar too much with sunny boy i've heard good things about it but it could either go to jujutsu kaisen i'd probably even give it to wonder egg priority because that was really trippy and it takes a real creative director mind to put together and string all of this wacky insanity together and put it in such a beautiful look Again, apart from the final episode. But again, you could easily give it to Jujutsu Kaisen. You could easily give it to Attack on Titan minus the CG issues. Moving forward, best fight scene Eren Yeager versus the Warhammer Titan in Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. That was a strong one. Naruto Uzumaki versus Ishiki Otsutsuki, Boruto Naruto Next Generations. You're probably thinking, Fanev, we know you're going to pick that one. And you're right. <laughs> Yuji Itadori and Aoi Toto versus Hanami. Oh my god, that looks so good in Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Yuji Itadori and Nobaki Ku And Nobaki. And Nobara Kugisaki versus Ezo and Kechizu and Jujutsu Kaisen again. Elma versus Toru and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Again, I'm not really familiar with that one. And Vivi versus Yugo Kakitani. VV Vivi, Fluoride Eyes, Song. I'm giving it to Boruto, hands down. That fight was incredible. That fight broke the internet. And if it wasn't for that one, um, it'd probably go next to Attack on Titan. Jujutsu Kaisen had great fights, but nothing broke the internet quite like those. Nothing was as impactful and... It was just incredible to see Naruto actually boxing, throwing hands in a life or death situation. I'm giving it to Boruto. Don't care. And honestly, Black Clover should have been, again, involved in one of these. Next up, best antagonist. Eren Yeager, Attack on Titan. Tomura Shigaraki, My Hero Season 5. Yano from Odd Taxi. Echidna from ReZero. Zero. Ooh adam from skates the infinity and tetaki from tokyo Revengers. i'ma keep it a buck with you Ooh, Eren, the thing about it is 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 he an antagonist or is he a protagonist or is he an anti-hero what is Eren yeager that's the interesting question because for me personally i'm going to either roll with and no you know what because i remember when i was watching it and i remember saying oh no this guy is truly the devil i'm giving it to Teta kisaki He was the devil, and Tokyo Revengers honestly got snubbed through a lot of these categories. I'm giving it to Kisaki, period. But Aaron Yeager is not really a wrong answer, per se. Tomura Shigaraki, My Hero Season 5, just didn't do him justice, man. And, uh, the, the witch at Kino was pretty freaking insane. Then we got best protagonist. Once again, Eren Yeager, which I love it. They don't know if he's a protagonist or antagonist. Eren Yeager, uh, Yuji Todoroki, Jujutsu Kaisen, Joe from Megalobox, Odokawa, Taxi, Boji from Ranking of Kings, and Ai Odo from Wonder Egg Priority. Okay, best protagonist. Ooh! Oh, this is so freaking tough for me. Because oh, like, I'm, I'm looking right here. I'm like, I could give it to Eren. You know what? Okay, I could immediately make a, a subtraction and say, while Yuji is dope, I wouldn't give him best protagonist. Like, if it was Gojo, it'd be a different story. So we can remove him. I could give it to Joe. I'll be honest with you. Joe from Megalobox 2, very, very strong. Odokawa, again, I'm not familiar with Odd Taxi and people probably screaming, Faneb, you're doing? I know, I know. So I'm not sure about that one. Uh, Boji from Ranking of Kings. Oh, oh my God. Um, and I Odo from Wonder Egg Priority. She was all right, she was all right. I'ma just keep it real. My recency bias would automatically say, no, Boji, Boji all day. But realistically, joe and everything he went through like this man went through a lot dog and nomad he's he, he fought through addiction he fought through feeling like a loser he fought through his demons he fought through i gotta give it to joe i gotta give it to joe Aaron is a very strong one as well but again he's just Aaron is just different okay <laughs> Aaron is different ug's eye right, but in comparison to what these guys went through boji went through a lot dog he went through a lot as well just being treated so horribly but yeah i'm gonna go with joe i'm gonna go with joe from nomad and a lot of people there watch nomad so people are gonna be pissed but whatever it's my opinion uh then we got best girl we got vladilena milze from 86 we got Toru Honda, Fruits Basket, Nobara Kugisaki, Jujutsu Kaisen, Sarasa, Watanabe from Kageki Shoujo, Shoko Komi from Komi Can Communicate, and Ai Oto from Wonder Egg Priority. And best girl, I'd probably. Man, I'm so biased. I would probably go nobara maybe or again I'm, I'm unfamiliar with some of them so i'd probably just go with toru honda because she's a legend uh, i'm sorry i know people are like no you got it wrong or maybe even iodo because iodo that again wacky shit there with wonder egg but yeah i'd probably go i'm gonna give it to toru honda this is fruits baskets last hoorah in many ways i mean i know there's some spin-offs and other stuff going on but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Toru Honda. And then last two, we got Best Boy. Finally, Dr. Stone gets included in some shit. Senku Ishigami for Dr. Stone Season 2. I can't believe they actually gave something to, or, or at the very least, they're gonna give him a nomination. Uh, we got Izumi Miyamura from Horimiya. We got Orokawa from Odd Taxi. We got Boji from Ranking of Kings. And we got Ken and Mikey from Tokyo Revengers. God damn it. I was gonna give it to Boji again, but Mikey, dog, and Ken. Oh my God. Okay, I I can't. I'm I'm gonna keep it real. I can't do it. I'm gonna, it's a three-way tie. Mikey, Ken, and Boji, period. For me, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Dr. Stone, I just feel like best boy, this wasn't the right category for it. I don't know what. Would have been the right, but not Best Boy. And then lastly, the nominations for Anime of the Year, the most important category. Again, a lot of things were slighted. There's no Black Clover, which eh, that'd be a little bit unfair to even put in Anime of the Year because it finished early. There's no Tokyo Revengers on here because the nominees, anyway, 86, Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, Odd Taxi, Ranking of Kings, and Sunny Boy. Okay, if I had to choose between all of these, I'm not even gonna lie. I would probably put for Anime of the Year, probably Ranking of Kings. I'm going to just keep it real. Probably Ranking of Kings. And there's a lot of people that probably never seen it. You should go check it out. It's by Wit Studio, the former studio to Attack on Titan that did Seasons 1 through 3. They also did Villain Saga. You will understand what I'm talking about. And then I'll make my video eventually, trust me. But probably from this, because again, Jujutsu Kaisen, that's Core 2. That's the second half. Uh, of the anime attack on titan that's the first what what was it 16 which it was still very strong it was still very strong um 86 i'm unfamiliar like that Uh, Odd Taxi. I'm sure there's people screaming, no Odd Taxi. I'd probably go with Ranking of Kings. And if it wasn't for Ranking of Kings, it would have been Attack on Titan for me personally. But I could see easily the community running with Odd Taxi or 86. But I'm going with Ranking of Kings of this list. But I still feel Tokyo Adventures should have been in this one. VV could have been in this one. ReZero. Like, honestly, they did an eye job, but there was a lot of snubs of all of these nominations. And I guess it's time to wait and see who won Uh, For the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Curious what you guys think about all this. Thanks for watching this long uh, special episode of Forever News. Uh, What do you think about the nominations for the Anime Awards? What do you think were snubbed? Your thoughts on just in general these categories and the nominations. Boruto should have got more nominations. Black Clover didn't get nominated for anything even opening. Which I feel like that was robbery. Tokyo Revengers deserved a little bit more. Um, But they did get some of it right. And I'm glad that they included things like ranking of kings because that shit was freaking awesome. And I noticed a lot of Odd Taxi and 86 all over the place. That was kind of crazy. But that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links are under the description below. I'm Fenneville World. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule anime and manga Bye. have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another special episode of have an awesome day <laughs> Yeah, it's just going to come in.